Hey there. Welcome to the first segment of this month's series for the first field. My name is Maya A. Harris. I'm an executive resident here at APHA, and I am delighted to be your host today. Just last month, the FDA held a non-prescription drug advisory committee meeting to discuss the effectiveness of oral phenylephrine as an active ingredient in the over-the-counter cough and cold products that are indicated for the temporary relief of nasal congestion. And this includes both single ingredient and combination products. The committee discussed new data on the effectiveness of oral phenylephrine and concluded that the current scientific data does not support that the recommended dosage of orally administered phenylephrine as effective as a nasal decongestion. It's important to note that this conclusion focuses only on effectiveness of oral phenylephrine and not safety. For a little background context, the advisory committee's primary role is to provide independent expert advice to help the FDA make sound decisions based on available science. While the FDA will consider the input of the non-prescription drug advisory committee, ultimately, the FDA will make the final decision regarding the status of oral phenylephrine. But to be clear, the jury is still out on the FDA's formal determination. I'm sure you're really curious about the data used to support the advisory committee's decision, but before I get into that, I want to refresh your memory with phenylephrine's place in therapy and the data that supported its safety and effectiveness in the first place. Phenylephrine is a potent direct acting alpha adrenergic agonist that produces systemic arterial vasoconstriction. And that arterial vasoconstriction is what provides the nasal decongestion. The recommended dose is 10 milligrams orally every four hours as needed for no more than seven days with a maximum of 60 milligrams per day. While the FDA Advisory Committee's decision solely focuses on the oral formulation of phenylephrine for nasal decongestion, I wanted to also point out the intranasal formulation, which is also used for nasal decongestion and can be found over the counter. The solution strengths come in 0.25%, 0.5%, and 1% with a recommended dose of two to three sprays in each nostril, no more than every four hours, and a duration limit of three days. Now that we have a good refresher on the phenylephrine formulations used for nasal decongestion, we can dive a little deeper into the trials data. A systematic review and meta-analysis of eight studies were conducted in 2007, studying the efficacy of a single dose of 10 milligram oral phenylephrine in adults with acute nasal decongestion due to the common cold. In four studies, oral phenylephrine was significantly more effective than placebo at the primary time points of 30 and 90 minutes after dosing with a p-value of less than or equal to 0.05. While this study from 2007 supports phenylephrine's statistical significance, whether or not the results are clinically significant, we don't know, which is why I, of course, have to discuss the trials reviewed in the Non-Prescription Drug Advisory Committee meeting. 
The panel reviewed a total of 14 studies that explored clinical effectiveness for oral phenylephrine doses between 5 milligrams and 40 milligrams. One example of a study that supported ineffectiveness of oral phenylephrine was the Huntington 1 study, which found no significant differences between 10 milligram phenylephrine or 25 milligram phenylephrine and placebo at 45 or 60 minutes in subjects with colds. Another study called Sintest 1 observed 10 milligrams and 20 milligram phenylephrine compared to placebo in subjects with colds and found limited period of resistance, thus supporting a large variability in results. As I mentioned before, the FDA Advisory Committee reviews data in order to provide an evidence-based recommendation to the FDA. If the FDA comes to the same conclusion and proposes to remove oral phenylephrine, then what alternatives will there be? Why, I'm glad you asked. Alternative pharmacologic options include intranasal oxymetazoline, intranasal xylometazoline, and oral suedoephedrine. When considering these alternatives, over-the-counter options for your patients, it's also extremely important to remember to counsel on rebound congestion caused by overuse of topical nasal decongestions. So this would not include oral suedoephedrine. Now, I know we cover a lot in these few minutes regarding oral phenylephrine, but conclusions and decisions like this really emphasize a pharmacist's need to stay updated with major FDA decisions and discussions because you never really know when a decision will cause you to pivot your counseling points with your patients and recommendations to providers. We'll keep our ears posted for the final decision. Thanks for joining.